Welcome to A Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan for the second week of November and the 32nd week of Ordinary Time. Your Excellency, you had another busy weekend. I had a wonderful, yes, a very busy, but a wonderful weekend. And it started with uh, the Sacred Heart Congress on Saturday morning at yes. St. Paul the Apostle Parish. Yes, indeed. That was that was quite a gathering. So that's one of the things that I got to do three times, that we actually had the Sacred Heart Congress last year. So uh, 1920 and 21, we, we've been able to gather. Um, last year was a little bit modified, but um, it was nice to have the full gathering, um, although we did live stream it for those who couldn't be there. Uh, but still, we had a great, great turnout, didn't we? We did. About 750 people at St. Paul uh, there wow. in person and over 1,000 worldwide. Uh, I know that there are listeners and viewers in Pakistan, South America. Um, I know in almost every state in, in uh, the United States. So the hope is that many more, pe- more people can learn about the Sacred Heart and, and share that with their friends to bring it to their family. Yeah, that's quite amazing. I did not know that there was so many listening in. I knew that we made it available. I didn't realize that those that greater number, 1,000 people, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. It shows you how something simple here, given sincerely to Jesus Christ, just expands throughout the whole world. It has such an appeal because the world is hungry for the Lord, isn't it? The, the, the world is hungry to know the sacred heart of Jesus, to know his love for us. Um, he speaks of thirsting for our love, um, but whether we realize it or not, we're thirsting to know his. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I was the MC for the event. I was blessed to do that. And as I was uh, setting up the day and letting the um, uh, the attendees understand what was coming up. Uh, I kind of broke a little bit because I was introducing you as the celebrant of the Mass, and my wife asked me later, she said, it was a little emotional for you. And I said, well, I don't know where that came from, but I think it came from what we were all feeling, that we know that um, we have been blessed to have you as a, a bishop and somebody who's been so present with us. And then when you started Mass, your tone was completely different. <laughs> your tone was exactly what you've said from the beginning. Uh, that you wish to reflect the joy of the gospel and the splendor of truth. And how can you not feel that way celebrating Holy Mass, right? Yeah. That, uh, that we're in the presence of Christ himself and about to enter into the mystery of his great love for us. Um, that, and, and just being there with so many good and faithful people, um, what, what a great uplift that is. It, it really, really is. Um, and, and you did a great job, by the way, as MC. Uh, uh, although I have to confess, I only got to see the very beginning of it. Um, and uh, I, certainly I was there for Mass. But uh, but soon after, um, they had confessions. And there were many, many people who approached the Sacrament of Reconciliation. So um, that kind of segues into the fact that, thank God, you have the talks available online yeah. on the St. Gabriel website, correct? That's right, right. Under our special features, you can listen to all three presentations on the Sacred Heart. Yours, uh, Bishop Brennan's homily. Uh, we have um, Father Peter John Cameron, who spoke eloquently, and almost to the minute, as an MC, I was paying attention, almost to the minute of the schedule. What an experienced um, yes. theologian uh, Father Peter John Cameron is. So if you want to learn about the Sacred Heart, be sure to 
to uh, listen to that and view that. Um, and then we also had Father uh, Joseph Laramie. Father Joseph Laramie is the new spiritual director for the Sacred Heart. And then, of course, the executive director, Emily Jaminette, spoke on the Sacred Heart as well. So a beautiful day. And then it wrapped up with adoration and exposition and benediction. So you couldn't have a more powerful day. In fact, somebody told me yesterday that the most powerful part of the day is when the attendees were on their knees in silence, uh, adoring our Lord and listening to our Lord. I recently came across a quote of Mother Teresa in a document where she said, when you look at the crucifix, you see how much Jesus loved you then. When you behold the Blessed Sacrament, you see how much he loves you now. And that's what happened that day. There was just a profound appreciation of how much Jesus loved us then on the cross and how much he loves us today. And uh, you that was clear. That was palpable. You could... You could uh, sense it among the people. Um, and, and there were many, many familiar faces who were there, people I've met in various different walks over the last three years. Um, but a few new faces, too, people who've um, heard of the movement and have joined in on it. So I look forward to hearing um, Father Cameron and Father Laramie and, of course, Emily, uh, by tuning into St. Gabriel Radio. And I hope many of our listeners will, will do the same. One of the great things uh, with the app, with the website, is you can just tune in when it's convenient. <laughs> you, don't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, you don't have to be there on a Saturday morning or you don't have to do the whole thing. You could listen to one talk and let that be your prayer for a day. Um, so the, the, it's just one example of how some of the n- new media takes the old things, the things that have tried and true, but allows us to take it home with us and let it be our meditation. Even if you were there, you might want to hear it again and, and maybe just one at a time. And so, uh, so yeah, I encourage you, you to, to listen in on that. You know, last night uh, you had an opportunity to meet some of the behind-the-scenes leaders of St. Gabriel Radio, our board director, uh, um, uh, Kevin Lowry. Uh, You sat at the table with him, and you got a chance to meet some of the officers, our staff, uh, Colleen Lewis, who organized the, the gathering. We are just so blessed that um, that you were accessible to us as radio listeners and that you were forthright in sharing on a daily basis, especially during COVID. Well, yeah, I'm, you know, again, I, I think we go back and forth on this, but um, you were kind enough to have that dinner last night. It's something of a farewell. Um, but I really have to thank all of you at St. Gabriel um, very, very much, first of all, for having that, but um, for, for, for all that happens. Yeah, last night was amazing because, indeed, I connect with a lot of the people who are on St. Gabriel, be either some of our hosts, some of the people who work in the technical uh, parts of it. But last night was a great chance to be with the people behind the scenes, many of them other board members and supporters in some ways, and really to hear some of the stories about the beginnings of St. Gabriel Radio and how uh, you connected in, in very humble ways, renting a, a station, not sure if you would have that lease for very long, I, I always facing the possibility of being told, well, we're done now, um, facing all the different obstacles. One lady there, 
connecting this with the Sacred Heart, said she said that the enthronement of the station to the Sacred Heart was actually a turning point. It was the turning point for our station. Really? I believe so. Spiritually, I'm, yes. I'm not sure. Yes, well, yeah. Um, you know, if you could have other things included, but spiritually it was a, a, a game changer. And there was a lot of um, frenetic activity right? Um, trying to ensure that uh, we understood if it was God's will and if it was God's will to be sure that it survived. But uh, there were a number of tenuous years but as soon as we said, it doesn't all matter, um, we are going to put Jesus' heart at the center of everything we do. We'll start every meeting with the prayer to the Sacred Heart, um, that Jesus is the only reason to be here. And if it is his will, everything will work out. And uh, things have worked out and many times in ways that we liked and some ways, ways that challenged us to be a better disciple and to help other people be a better disciple. That's amazing, and and it makes sense. It makes sense because it's really the internal transformation that matters, and then other things follow in their course. But that internal transformation is the one that determines everything else. Um, so, on the one hand, that devotion, the enthronement, was a turning point, transformational for Saint Gabriel Radio. But I would venture to say that St. Gabriel Radio, I've said this to people on the weekend, that St. Gabriel Radio was one of the engines, you might say, that drove that devotion to the enthronement of the Sacred Heart across the diocese um, and, as we said at the beginning, around the world. Yeah. So um, so, so that that's an amazing thing. So the... the First Friday uh, conversations with Father Daly and uh, Chuck and Joanne Wilson, but the ongoing mention of this, the carrying of the Congress, um, you've made it a part of the life of faith for the people here in central Ohio and and kept it there in the forefront. And so that turned out to be um, a great thing for the movement of, uh, of this devotion of the enthronement to the Sacred Heart. You know, Emily, Janet, Said, said to me the, the a couple of weeks ago, she says, we're ready to help you when you want to begin this <laughs> enthronement in, in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, that sounds great. And, and thank you to everybody at the Congress that you get, offered me a gift, a beautiful gift. Yes. Um, but the framed images of this sacred heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary which um, I have some of the images through because of the enthronement myself, but um, these are very nice, handsomely framed that will be really um, important for me to display in the office. It gives me that chance, if you will, a, a very conscious reminder right away to do the same thing, to make that enthronement in my new home, my new office, in among my new people. And then... We'll let Jesus do the work, right? Yes. Jesus will do the work. Yes. Now, next week, you're preparing for the Fall Bishops uh, Conference. Yes. So uh, this will be the first gathering um, of the bishops in person since 2019. Now, this time, November 2019. Um, So we really need to see each other. We need to reconnect. Um, We were able to do a little bit of business. We skipped the 2000, 
2020 meeting altogether, but we had the November meeting and the June of last year and the June meeting of this prior this year now online. So uh, we got business done, but there's something else that happens when we're together with each other. Um, it's great seeing each other in person and collaborating at the meeting. But a lot happens in the hallways. A lot happens over breakfast and lunch. A lot happens when we interact with each other. But also, it's a great fraternal support. Um, and it's not just about the business of the meeting, but even sharing of ideas and experiences, um, encouragement. Um, like everybody else, we all need a little bit of encouragement, right? We need to help. We need to support and encourage each other. So that's a good experience. Um and uh, I look forward to seeing everyone. One of the things we are going to have, we're going to begin the week on Monday with a morning of prayer. So um, I had written to Archbishop Gomez, the president of the conference, saying, you know, one of the big things for me, it happened just before I came here, was when the Holy Father called us together for a retreat early in 2019. And I said, we haven't seen each other in a while, and it'll be good to have that fraternal gathering to see each other. So, my thought was, we really need to be gathered in prayer. We really need to be gathered in prayer, and I, I said we all enjoyed that retreat so much. And I was wondering, could we really set some time aside somewhere for that kind of retreat? Um, and he responded, saying, "I wasn't the only one to." make that request and that they were going to work on it, see how they would do it. But it looks like this is what we're going to do. Certainly before we do anything else in November, um, we're going to pray. We're going to just be together to pray, pray before the blessed sacrament. And then we'll conduct the business we have to do in November. Every third year, there's a spring assembly where we're, we where it's a little bit lighter and it is a little more fraternal, a little more prayerful, a little bit of a retreat-like atmosphere. So I, he, he seemed to indicate that we may we're due for that this coming June. So maybe rather than add something into the calendar, although you never know what we may come up with when we're together, rather than add something into the calendar, they're looking at perhaps a June gather, our June gathering being more retreat-like, even more than the usual. Um, spring special assembly that we would have every third year. So, so pray for us, please. Pray, pray for you, your bishops. Pray, pray for the bishop who doesn't even know he's coming here yet. <laughs> he he may already be a bishop. He may be at that meeting and not know <laughs> that his life is about to change in a wonderful, wonderful way. Or it may be a priest somewhere who the Lord may call. To, to be a bishop, to be an apostle. It happens both ways. So um, that's all in, in the mind of God. But, but pray, pray for all of us. Pray, pray for me, please. Um, certainly pray for me as I move to my next mission, but pray, pray even now in this week so that we could, all of us as bishops, be faithful, stay close to the Lord, be courageous, be generous, with with God's people, but stay close to the Lord. So um, we need that. We all we need those prayers. We need those prayers to keep us centered, to keep us connected. So again, I I really do look forward to that. 
Um, and, um, and I know that we'll have a chance to be connected next week. So I will, we won't be here in studio, but, um, but I'll have the chance to call in to you at some point and we'll, uh, we'll greet everybody. I'll give you a quick update along the way. <laughs> Good. Be sure to tune in. That should be exciting. And could you end with a, a prayer and a blessing for our viewers and listeners? Indeed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, send your Holy Spirit upon us to guide us and to fill us with hope and confidence. Turn our thoughts to you always, especially in the sacred heart of your Son, Jesus Christ, and through the intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, his mother. Draw us closer to one another and deepen the bonds of faith, hope, and love in this community and among all your church. May Almighty God bless all of you who are listening today and all of your families in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And thank you for joining Bishop Brennan for a dialogue on the faith. You can view Bishop Brennan's weekly addresses through the Diocese of Columbus YouTube feed, or you can listen to the podcast at stgabrielradio.com or on the St. Gabriel Radio app.